Welcome back to American Graffiti, one song at a time. We are deep in the movie here. And today, I, Tierney Steele, am going to be talking with a special guest, Eric Nash of Feels Like Weezer, and and others, I would say. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, that, and what we were just talking about in the green room, I you know said, yeah, you're doing you're doing a song by song essentially, and that's what the what the one podcast I was just talking with you about was Feels Like Weezer. That is yes. a song by song podcast by release. Not alphabetic. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. For continuing to make music purposes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though there's been a couple, I think there's been a couple others have kind of decided to do alphabetical, yet there's, I mean, like, Weird Alphabet is essentially mm. the, the big one I think of. Because, I mean, he very likely will put out another album. Uh, well, actually, yeah. m- more recently, the word is is that he probably won't, but <laughs> he'll put out more songs <laughs> yeah. over, over the he'll, years coming. He'll still produce things. Yeah, actually, I remember I looked at, because uh, I was like, oh, if I was going to do an alphabetical, what would I do? You know, who would <laughs> yeah. I do? And I was like, man, you got to do the who. And then I started counting, uh, and yeah. I got to I got to fif- <laughs> over 50 episodes, yeah. and I was only in the eyes, and I was like, oh, that's why no one's done this. Yeah, at least the Beatles, they essentially, they they, they broke up and, and only released like two more songs. <laughs> Oh my like gosh. Decades later. I'm going to bring up George Lucas's time at USC, which yeah. includes 1967, and he used the song Strawberry Fields Forever. And I had to like kind of do that math in my mind. And I'm like, cool. oh, right. Wow, yeah. Like the Beatles were still a thing in 1967. Like Strawberry Fields Forever did not mean Central Park in Manhattan <laughs> at that point. <laughs> anyway, we'll get there. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Kurt and the Wolf, well, the DJ. In the radio station, uh, Richard Dreyfus and the actual Wolfman Jack. It's basically, it's just, it's the Wolfman trying to get Kurt to eat popsicles. And it's Kurt trying to come to grips with the fact that the Wolfman is on tape and therefore yeah. probably is not going to get to play his dedication in the next, like, what, two hours? I mean, it's almost five in here. That's the action. But if you watch this, if you watch this segment on its own, who boy, this is the whole movie right here. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it has has a, has the discussion about you know what he's doing with his future with with going off to college and oh, yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful like that push and pull because when the Wolfman says like hey I'll, I'll when the DJ says he'll give the Wolfman the dedication and he's like you know maybe it'll be, it might even be tomorrow latest Tuesday <laughs> you know and what I love is Kurt's line yeah. is I might be leaving town tomorrow <laughs> and that gets the DJ's ears to perk up and I love the like tone that he takes was like you might you don't know if you're leaving <laughs> so he makes Kurt basically confess his whole his whole uh, existential dilemma that he's been dealing with all night and I love the DJ saying like you know the wolfman comes in here and he tells me all these stories of all the places he's seen all the people he's met you know like this whole big wide world out there and Kurt's reaction is to ask the DJ, why do you stay? Like, why don't you go out and do that if it's so great? And I think that that is kind of the heart of the movie of like, some people will stay and it's not the wrong decision. Like, you might, it might be wrong for Kurt. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think most of us are pro-Kurt going off to college at this point. 
But the idea, I like that this movie gives you that leeway. It doesn't knock you over the head and say like, of course he has to go to college back east. His education is the most important thing. And, you know, he has to see the world. And and it, it, it doesn't say that anyone who doesn't go out to see the world is is a rube. I get, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. get like, there there isn't this. And then also some people stay. <laughs> and that's fine. They have their own lives that they do. There's a little bit of like, you know, you got to move on. You got to do something forward with your life. Yeah. John Milner, cough, cough. But like, <laughs> overall, the fact that, you know, I, I just liked that, that there, there was this room left for that to be the decision. Like, if you want to stay, you can stay. But I'm telling you, there's all this stuff out there. And it seems like you kind of want to go find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a huge matter of, to me, in my mind, I mean, you know, yeah, if you stay, at least do, yeah, like you're, I think you're saying, do something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, make something of your life, you know, have have fun here then. I mean, at least, you know, have a live, it, live it up, you know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. <laughs> something that's that's so, like, I mean... To me, at least, I mean, it just it just makes me think, little kid. You know, I mean, these are these are mm. kind of trying to be they are, these are you know kind of you know try, trying to be uh, you know grown up kids, children still though. I mean, late teens, what have you. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, they seem older than that, most of them. But especially Richard here a bit. <laughs> but um, we see him. We we just know of him, know of him so much more in his older older life acting life. Uh, but um, yeah, the idea of the popsicle and and just being a little kid and 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 just enjoying that enjoying a popsicle at that point in your life. And you know, it's it's never going to be as good. But yeah, kind of maybe relive a little bit. I also love uh, that at the end of this, the Wolfman when he when he goes to shake his hand, he calls them sticky little mothers, and I, yeah. I was like, "Wow, really?" Again, just really encapsulating all the themes of this movie, where you said like these are adults, but also big kids. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was in the movies by minutes group. It was Sean German. I don't. I didn't. I didn't grab what the. It was. It was one of uh, Jonathan's posts. And then it says, Sean German, every man you've ever met stopped maturing at age 12. To which Alex Thompson replied, there are no mature adult men, only boys who have jobs and bills now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't have a timestamp. It's an old, but it was, it caught my eye so much that I screenshot it and put it in my phone. Because I was like, yep, that's a good, uh, good message to keep in mind. And uh, how you choose to spend your time. You know, if you're eating popsicles, if you're seeing the world, if you're giving dedications for blondes and white T-birds, it's all good. So George Lucas has said that this radio station, he just said the radio station is the Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Which you have to kind of extrapolate a little because it's Lucas. So he's going to throw out there, this radio station is the Wizard of Oz. And then you have to pull out from that the man behind the curtain and the Emerald City and all that. But uh, this segment actually really encompasses that well. And I was wondering what your history was with the movie American Graffiti. Because I remember a time where I was young enough watching this where I was like, wait, so that means he is the wolf man right like like i was pretty sure i got it but there was that little bit of doubt still in my brain to be like i got i got this right right (laughs) at the end of this scene i have a feeling you watched it a little before i did i mean i i kind of came to it definitely after having watched you know 
all of the original trilogy <laughs> Star Wars, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and probably even having watched possibly around right around the same time THX one one three eight. Oh, okay. You know, I was just, I was just digging into Lucas a bit more, like well, what else has he done? And I'd I'd probably seen parts of this movie like on a Saturday afternoon. You know, on on your normal normal broadcast mm. channels back in the eighties, but you know, I, I I'm sure I sat down with it. You know, in in my mid teens, I'm pretty sure I had a, a surefire. You know, I mean, I know that's him. I mean, it's 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 him. It's him. There's no doubt. There was no doubt. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not. He may not be quite as thin or something, maybe as you'd think one like a guy like this would be. But I mean, otherwise, he's got just the right physical characteristics. <laughs> I just love that Lucas wrote the character and he's like, yeah, he's based on Wolfman Jack. You know yeah. what? I'm just going to call him Wolfman <laughs> yep. Jack. And Francis Ford Coppola was like, let's get Wolfman Jack. <laughs> so, um, and I've mentioned before, it happened to be at a point in his career where he was like, and you'll pay me to do this? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't want to speak for Wolfman Jack and say like, but, but he was flattered. It's a flattering thing oh, yeah. to, to be approached like that. And also they're going to pay him. So yeah, that, that worked out very well. And, and it really stretches, I mean, some acting chops. He's, he's, he's good at this. He, he, I mean, he is doing this other, you know, not, not Wolfman voice. And there's still, there's still something groovy about him. You know, it's still, yeah. there's a little something there. But, you know, he's, he's also just delivering these lines to a very, a very huge up and coming star here. <laughs> oh, man. Going from Close Encounters of the Third Kind to American Graffiti really messed with my mind yeah. this year. <laughs> all Richard Dreyfus all the time. Well, what I love is because you mentioned you saw this because you were diving into Lucas. Um, and I was, I saw Star Wars. I became obsessed with George Lucas. And this was one where my parents were like, okay, you can watch this one. They were not down with me sitting down as like a 12 year old girl with THX 1138. I remember, and and even when I was taking my notes for this minute, at first I was like, you know, writing out, like thinking through, like, why lie? You know, is it to preserve the mystery? Is it so kids don't invade the radio station every night? And then I ended up Googling something. And watching something George Lucas made, his student film project, The Emperor, about Emperor Bob Hudson, a DJ in Pasadena that he made in 1967. And what I love is that in 24 minutes, under 25 minutes, all my questions were answered. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Because Bob Hudson straight up said, he's like, you have to preserve the mystery. He's like, I don't like doing paid appearances unless it's like a really good paycheck. And he was saying, he's like, you have to preserve the mystery. That's what keeps people following you. The minute they think they understand you and they have a line on you, they lose interest. And it's so funny because if you watch it, this guy, I I mean, obviously, the Wolfman Jack was doing his own thing. He is his own entity. But just the mannerisms, being in the in the booth, in the studio with all the same equipment, it was really like, wow, okay. I don't understand how anyone was surprised that George Lucas made this film because his student film basically was practice for it. And if you look it up, because I was able to find the whole thing on YouTube. I won't say who, because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But uh, it's just The Emperor. Bob has, he says he was inspired by The Emperor of San Francisco. Have you ever heard that story? I don't think so, no. There was a series of fiction vampire books. I want to say the author was Christopher Moore. I could be wrong on that. Um, they were modern set, but um, the Emperor of San Francisco was like a character in it. And I thought it was made up. And then it's like, oh, no, just kidding. This was a real guy who just declared himself the Emperor of San Francisco. 
said said he was emperor would declare peace treaties with various <laughs> countries that the U.S. was fighting with or, you know, had yeah, issues not, with. Not cool with. <laughs> and then would just walk around town and be like, yes, I'm the emperor, you know, like clear yeah. the way wow. the emperor's come. And he was a crazy guy. Um, <laughs> but, but like the whole town just kind of went, went with, with it, it yeah, and was right. like, yep. this guy's, this guy's crazy, but he's also kind of awesome. So let's give him a good meal, you know, like, yeah. and that's, that's who inspired. He called himself Emperor Hudson. That was his whole shtick down in this LA uh, radio station. And it's, um, like I said, it's about 25 minutes. The student films at USC are supposed to be 10 minutes long. Oh, wow. And so Lucas was like, well, I'm not doing that. And they said, that's the assignment, George. <laughs> um, <laughs> young man. <laughs> George, student, young man. So George Lucas starts screening his project. And at 10 minutes in, the credits start rolling. And a couple of students kind of like, oh, man, he gave in to the man. And then the credits ended and the documentary continues <laughs> until the 25 minute mark. <laughs> so he made the documentary he wanted to make. He just, he put the credits at 10 minutes. <laughs> if, if, they, you know? if they wanted to judge, grade him for the first 10 minutes and that was fine with him. You know, he, you, you, you know, yeah, you have what you want, teachers. <laughs> I just oh, love that. And great. I love the idea of like a bunch of people who were, you know, because they're all helping each other out. I mean, Walter oh, yeah. Merch, Sean Milius is in it. I mean, all these people were kind of like, oh, man, I really thought he'd like stick to his gut. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that must have been fun. <laughs> so the other thing to talk about uh, other than the action in this film is the song in this segment. So this is A Thousand Miles Away by The Heartbeats. It's a 1957 song. So the group started as The Hearts, but very quickly had to become The Heartbeats because there was already uh, The Hearts. You'll be shocked to hear. Uh, so the band existed 1953 to 1959. Pretty good run. Nothing too crazy. Um, this was their big hit. It topped out, I saw it at 52 and at 53 on the Billboard Hot 100, and I didn't see a month so I started looking at 1957 and very quickly realized I could be doing better things with my time. So no, 52 or 53, if you want to look it up, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like is that this song was inspired because the lead singer, James Shepard's girlfriend had moved to Texas and the band was based out of Queens, New York. So a thousand miles away, writes the song. And then the cool thing is, this is the first of a song cycle. So James Shepard went on to do more <laughs> songs about the same girl. Yeah, wow. So the next one is 500 Miles to Go. Gee, I wonder what happens <laughs> in that song. And then the heartbeats broke up, Almost but there. he went on to form Shep and the Limelight. And there are, I want to say three or four songs. And it's like that one is he gets married fire. and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, so it, it follows along. He said, like, you can line up these songs and they're all about the same girl. And it's like the saga of what happens between them. But this, this is just the very simple, you're far away, but I love you and I'm coming for you. I hope you still want me when I get there, basically. <laughs> uh, now, so the, so I, I told you again in the green room, the, like the one thing I'd kind of want to get into, talk about a little bit, hopefully, and hopefully I'm right on this, uh, or, mm -hmm. or, or like Wikipedia maybe or something would agree with me, that that this is a doo-wop song. 
Yes. You know, yes. It's, it's, a, it's, it's it's light instrumentation. It's it's heavy on the harmonies. It's a vocal group doing it. It's mainly. Yeah. I think the heartbeats were a quartet until James Shepard came along. And then they kind of like, were like, oh, yeah, doo-wop. That's, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> in the mid-50s. <laughs> it's a very sweet song. It's not one that I know outside of this film. I mean, when I was typing the name into our little spreadsheet, it didn't mean anything to yeah, me. Oh, sure. But it's a very nice background for this conversation. And it's a real nice needle drop in the scene. <laughs> Because the Wolfman and Kurt are having this back and forth. And I just love that the Wolfman keeps going. He keeps doing all his DJ stuff. Yeah. And and, he, and his popsicles. Um, but like, but he's able to carry on this conversation that is like huge for this kid that wandered into his radio station. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, Kurt's on a mission, you know, he's, he's <laughs> been all night, you know, and, and this is seems like this could finally be the way to get it to work out better for him or best for him. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if, if, if this doesn't work, he's he's just out of luck. I mean, he's, this is this is the end of the line, end of the road. Yeah, <laughs> this was the last ditch attempt. Richard Dreyfus does. You've got to be kidding me face right? very yeah. well. <laughs> he's keep an eye out for this kid. I think he's got a career ahead of him. <laughs> Because there's a couple times just like, the man's on tape. Like, let me get this straight. <laughs> but I, I like it. it. Again, it's very understated. It's not over the top. He's not, you know, mad. He's just like, I can't believe this. This isn't going to work. You know, he lets him, he is frustrated. But it, it doesn't get too crazy. And then the fact that as he's leaving, he is completely in shadow. Mm-hmm. And then you just see the wolf man doing his <laughs> spiel. And uh, I think it cuts off right before, but we're going to see a real great smile across Richard Dreyfuss's face. He's like, okay. son, yeah. son of a He knows. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's he's got he's to gotta be coming to the realization that, oh, okay, after just having his heart broken, that it's probably not going to work out. That, okay, maybe it really went here. <laughs> you know, because if he really is Wolfman, then yeah. maybe he will get this dedication on and do, yeah. do, do the good thing and, and, and oh. help me out. I love yeah, that's, it so that's much. Amazing. Yeah, and, and and even like the segment before, I was just looking, barely looking at that, just just before we got on a little bit, you know, and and it's where there's just seems like there's just some there's just a little bit of conversation, you know, of of the Wolfman really telling him, you know, I mean, not not telling him the the details of who the Wolfman, you know, that he's not around, but you know, just telling him that initial, <laughs> no, I'm not mm-hmm. him, he's not here, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, ah, uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, that 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 heartbreaking part, you know, or you know, Kurt just starting to realize a little bit, but we get the full realization, you know, the first half of this segment, and then and then this then this great discussion, you know, it's I mean, it's it's it like like you said, it's it's an amazing summation of the whole movie, <laughs> the whole the whole the whole main protagonist idea. I did not realize that yeah. when no, I no. when I said yeah, it to I mean, you, it. no pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So I was curious, kind of, I, you don't have to get into details, obviously, but of what your high school experience was. Like, there was was there someone in this movie that you were like, oh, my God, that's me? <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that exactly. But, I mean, it, it, essentially, I mean, you know, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to start to ask me, well, why, why, why'd you, why'd you ask the, what, you, what, you, what you asked for, <laughs> you know? Of, well, because if you'd I asked, like to I tell me for, why you want Wolfman, yeah, go I for it. Yeah, I wanted anything with Wolfman, even 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 something you know decent where he's where you hear him in the background, you know, over, over the radios and whatever. Oh no no at no, no. points, but I yeah, you, you, you re- yeah, you you sure <laughs> as heck did. 
that's for sure. But you know, it's it's just uh, um it's just an infatuation bit that I have with radio. And actually, you know, in high school at, that you were just mentioning, since you were mentioning that, it really oh yeah, duh, I, I need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but it's it's my lockers were right across the hall from our high school radio station. We had a radio station in in the high school, and my whole four year tenure, I had the same locker. Wow. In the same spot, right right there. And, you know, I could have, I could have, uh, you know, tr- tried to go down the path of being in the, the, it, it, and what it is, 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 it's, it, it was a, f- for juniors and seniors that, you know, wanted to get into radio and, and do this vocational radio thing. And our, and our high school had other vocational programs as well that were similar to this. But the way they all worked essentially is, is, is either the first half or the last half of your day was devoted three periods total wow, in full that's so cool. devoted to any one of these vocations and what the other, I, I know like programming was another one, which, which totally makes sense nowadays. <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea how, how much that would make sense. Well, I did, I did one period of, of, you know, basic programming <laughs> in my senior year, but, um, but no, I mean, but I never, I never, I, I didn't pursue it. And gosh, by the end of the, the, the four years, I was really bummed that I, I wish I had, but I was definitely on, on the path of, of what I did spend the last 25 years essentially doing, you know, I, I did. <laughs> it worked out. It I, worked I did, out I did fine. do the, yeah, do the more visual arts, uh, drawing, drafting, designing, engineering, what have you. But what I've done in my, in my spare time for the past, gosh, I mean, well over 10 years now, um, it's not just the podcasting, but before that, there was a point where I did some internet radio DJ. I found a community that had had their own little <laughs> in community radio station. So yeah, so I mean when I when I got around finally to doing that uh, about around 2010 essentially. Um that was that was pretty huge and I was so glad I was finally getting there. I mean I I I had amassed and learned so much music <laughs> over the previous uh, uh college era and on and staying fairly hip up until then and since then not quite as much i am getting to be an old man that's for sure in my way of thinking damn dubstep um and edm and then then even more recently some of the bts stuff or whatever you know i barely got right around that 2010 i was i was i just i just i learned to like a, a bit uh lady gaga oh yeah some of the stuff she's putting out at that time you know and and i'm i was i was a 30 year old around then so <laughs> yeah there's a lot of current music that's great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's good stuff out there. Yeah, I'm not going to trash everything. I'm not going to say everything Sometimes is bad. Spotify puts something on, and I'm like, "This is great." Yeah. Wow. I'll like this and save it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who any of these people say, are. Yeah, right. My absolute favorite is um. Oh shoot! Now I'm going to blank on her name. But there's someone who I know as the girl who sings "Oops, Whoops, Whoa, Aha" <laughs> on Sesame Street. <laughs> And she's a really famous pop star, and I had wow. no idea. And someone was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, from the Sesame Street song. And they're like, that's how you heard of her? I'm like, yeah, it's a banger, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we got old and boring. That's uh, that's really cool, though. Uh, yeah, my high school definitely... I don't know that I would have been able to resist if we'd had something like that. But, but yeah, that's so cool. So... Yeah, you could have been the Wolfman. Now, did you have a did you have a DJ name when you got to it? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's essentially yeah, what my Twitter is now. I've ha- I've had this uh, Twitter handle, and then I I sometimes have to add the ing um, <laughs> uh, for Instagram, and most recently TikTok. I actually ventured there because uh, one of my most recent guests on on my other show, almost famous, uh, uh, the uh, Muses Shanty and Links. Um, Links does apparently she does, and I've watched a couple few now. 
the little very info you know not the normal tiktok stuff <laughs> i believe <laughs> you know but but this nice uh very educational type uh, thing about uh rock stars and so forth but um yeah i mean uh so so, so back, back to the 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 real point of your question a uh, lucky mustard okay that's the combination of two of my um not absolute favorite but uh, but pretty close to favorite songs uh for uh between the um beatles and radiohead uh, Lucky from Radiohead, uh, OK Computer, one one track later on in the in the listing, you know, d- d- deep cut in, the, in, in other <laughs> words. Um, and that's, then 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 part of the medley on Abbey Road is Mean Mr. Mustard. So nice. I never knew the story behind that. So yeah, so I, I created that. Gosh, yeah, back in the the late aughts, essentially. And that's oh, we all had to yeah. create yeah. <laughs> handles. We did yep. not realize we're going to follow us forever. So and I thought I was being so unique, and yet there was a someone just a year or two after I created it and was using it for a while, then showed me a Lucky Mustard packet of you know condiment oh. packet. Mm-hmm. It's called a mustard. It's called Lucky Mustard. You're like, oh, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that that name legally. <laughs> Yeah, I I fell in love with stories of radio, but it was a very different scenario than both this and your experience where my technically my great uncle, but he's only a few years older than my mom. Oh yeah, sure. Was uh basically worked for the radio. Oh god, why can't I remember the I can see the acronym in front of me, but I can't remember how they pronounce it. But um the Vietnam radio stations. Oh. So mm-hmm. if you know the movie yeah, Good Morning right. Vietnam, Adrian Cronauer. That's what my uncle. <laughs> know, that's what my uncle character. Eddie did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wow. wasn't. He wasn't Cronauer, but he knew him. <laughs> wow. So it's it's one of those weird things where like it gave him his start. He went on to work in radio and media for the rest of his life. But also like that's not the sort of thing that you tell your little niece yeah. to inspire her of like well. <laughs> I mean, some good came of it, but also (laughs) I'm not okay after Tet. So like, it's a whole thing. I always thought it was so cool, but I never really knew that much about it. And so, yeah, watching George Lucas as the emperor, watching these scenes in the radio station here, I'm just like, I want to touch all the buttons. I don't know what they do, but I want to touch them. (laughs) And it shows, it shows um, Bob Hudson, like, lining up his little teeny tiny records, getting them ready and in the order he wants them. And so it was it was adorable. So yeah, old time radio, good times. <laughs> and now internet radio, still good times, just just different. <laughs> well, you mentioned all the buttons. So that's something else I do is for my uh, church that I help uh, the AV team. The biggest thing I do is, is, is as a kind of a co-leader is I do the scheduling, but, but I'm, I'm okay on the board. You know, when we have services again soon. (laughs) There you go. We had a, I was stage manager, so I never had to do it, but I had to know the basics. And it was like, I know the two buttons. I know, I know house lights. I know stage lights. That's it. (laughs) But if there's an emergency, I can fix things. (laughs) So yeah, that's always fun when you're like, all right, this is the one button you can touch. You can slide it up. You can slide it down. That's it. Don't do anything else. Don't touch my <laughs> presets. <laughs> Shout out to Laura, who actually does something with like metal and adult swim now. I should. Oh, wow. I should look that up and give her a shout out. She was at high school with me and she was the other techie. And you know what? I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's a thing I can do that won't have you sitting here listening to looking listening to me scroll through Twitter looking for a <laughs> reference to it because it's I don't follow it because I don't know anything about the music she's talking yeah. about. 
it's just words to me. But if you're into metal, I hear it's a mate. Like she's really good at what she does. (laughs) I just, it's not my jam. I do a podcast on American graffiti. We are, (laughs) we are operating in different worlds. (laughs) So did you have anything else or any other parts of the movie that you wanted to like shout out or talk about before we wrap up? Well, I mean, you definitely, you definitely, we definitely covered the popsicles well enough, I think. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, just general, you know, they're, they're leaving on awfully good terms. I mean, Kurt's, he's not so depressed anymore, you know, yeah. uh, Wolfman slash manager <laughs> <laughs> slash, you know, whatever, you know, he's kind of put his mind at ease. I mean, hey, you know, just. He's, he does say, I'll try. Yeah. He says, you'll be okay. And I'll try. Yeah. So, you know, that's a good life lesson for Kurt to learn is that sometimes that's all you get. You're going to be okay. I'll try. And then you, you hope for the best. And then, and then yeah, it's just, fine. Just uh, tap your heels, Dorothy. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I just speaking of Twitter, I just read the most amazing takedown of how Glinda is a manipulative witch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who Literally. uses yeah. Dorothy yeah. and turns the Wicked Witch yeah. against her and... <laughs> Could have sent her home the whole time. Yeah. And then um, it got to the point where she says, like, you know, I could have told you, but you wouldn't have believed me. Mm-hmm. And then they put the chiff, sure, Jan. <laughs> it just, man, I love an out of context movie. Like, they just, oh, wow. For for a movie that's, can I say, not very good. Man, did the Brady Bunch movie give us so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, right, for yeah. so little. <laughs> that it's a bad movie it's very of a specific time in movie in filmmaking or you're saying the the brady bunch movie yes okay yeah i I barely watched that you know i'm so much more familiar with the old show i I watched that a good a decent amount you know so that's that's the one other huge thing was, was as a kid you know in relation to this movie i mean what essentially this movie then gave us which was happy days and, uh, you know, I mean, that was totally huge for me. I mean, I absolutely adored the Fonz. And- we have to talk about the Buddy Holly video. How did I yeah, almost right. let you off this show yeah, without bringing that up? Oh, my God. So uh, what do you think of the Buddy Holly? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean that. Yeah, that was that was so huge back in the day. Um, I mean, I I was just barely understanding what this band Weezer and the, some of the songs that were coming starting to come out. You know, right around there at the end of my high school years, and um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my dad he, he was he was he he's he was actually so much better at computers than I am. I'm I, I ever will be. You know, as far as especially as far as the hardware, but then even also just just you know controlling and understanding you know software and how how to manipulate some of it and so forth um and especially the operating system too so when when it was on the i think windows 95 uh operating system disc you know it was it was it was this little freebie video of this band Aww. doing this old happy days <laughs> you know <laughs> uh interlinked uh music video and yeah i mean having it come into your life like that and at the same time also be you know i mean i remember like gosh it must have been you know essentially 10 years later when I was driving, he was in my passenger seat in my car, and I got the CD changer going. I, you know, and I got one of the one of the discs is that the original Blue album, and he's listening to it a little bit. I'm like, you know, I was like, can we can we listen to something else? He didn't care for how much how much, it, and it's not it's Weezer is not screamo, but you know, they're no, he's like but, they're, they're yelling yeah. a lot. It feels like he's I think he said, oh, you know, that's okay, Dad. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be me someday if I if I have kids, <laughs> or, or or maybe honestly, if I'm with a kid with with you someone never know. You never know. I don't even remember what song it was that got him into it, but my dad got super into Bowling for Soup. Oh, wow. I think it was I think it was Bowling for Soup. My my dad liked Beck a bit. You know, I don't think I, he didn't really know Loser, I don't think very well, but like that the the, the follow-up album or two, like and, and like he was on SNL once or twice and he, and, and he really enjoyed seemed to enjoy, you know, a little more mellow, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely, uh, by the time Midnight Vultures were out, I don't think he was quite aware of Beck at that point. But, and, and, you know, like, I mean, he liked Shania Twain, and, and there was that, that band, um, uh, The Coors, and, and, and a little bit, no doubt, even. Okay. Yeah, my dad, he never quite got over the disappointment of me putting on Everclear so much for the afterglow. <laughs> wow. And he was like, this is gonna be, go- oh, damn it. <laughs> Rock music. Yeah, not rock. He didn't yeah, say rock music because right. he listened to rock music, All but rock. his rock music was Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah not yeah. ever clear. And so that really, <laughs> he was so, he was so traumatized by that because he really thought we were about to listen to some harmonies. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, uh, and then they all grew up to, these people all grew up and became boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zach, uh, co-host, oh, oh, former old old co-host, but uh, current still editor of Feels Like Weezer. Uh, you know, yeah, he lo- he loves calling me a boomer. <laughs> 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 old man with his love of the Beatles. <laughs> oh, speaking of movies that my boomer father yeah. absolutely <laughs> adored, you also host Almost Famous Minute, one of his favorite movies of all time. Uh, getting into the getting into the 70s sound a little bit more there oh yeah yeah definitely yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of fun we're coming we're getting close to the end you know i mean and, and you're you're one of my kind of consistent uh co-hosts you know guest co-hosts i just won't stop showing up <laughs> it's okay to say it that way <laughs> well w- w- when the need arises you know but yeah yeah it's it's, it's gonna be a blast uh, getting through this last half hour essentially uh, for the rest of the year and I appreciate so many of the people that have come on and you know and it's, it's part of the movies by Men's community and I love I love everyone else in it that and and the three meetups that we're able to do in real life and then the one virtual and who knows what's gonna happen later this year and next year hopefully yeah we'll see and so yeah if you're looking for 70s transitioning rock uh almost famous men is the way to go. Jarf is going to do a Dazed and Confused yeah, right. song oh, by yeah, song. Right. So there are lots of musical opportunities. But Eric, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have enjoyed your little foray into doo-wop today. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there, there's essentially, I mean, you were talking about metal before. I mean, you know, I, I haven't really, really gone crazy into metal, but there's some side metal things that, you know, and then like I mentioned, I mentioned the Screamo, Emo, what have you, and, and there's a couple bands that are kind of indie versions of that that I, that I love, and, you know, they're a little, so a little metal-ish and so forth, but, but yeah, doo-wop is, is great, and there's, I mean, there's really not a, a real genre. I mean, even, even, you know, whether it's whatever electronic, you know, version, you know, I mean, hey, in my mind, it all's coming from my my absolute for the past good ten years favorite Beatles song, "Tomorrow Never Knows." F- from that, we 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 got uh, and, and and I mean, you know, Chemical Brothers and and so forth. They they definitely <laughs> owned up to the idea that what they did was very much coming from what the Beatles did so long ago. It all comes back to the Beatles, man, doesn't it? For me, it does. That's for sure. 
Well, not for John Milner, but he doesn't no? know that yet. Yeah. But I'm assuming if he's if he's not down with the Beach Boys, he's definitely not going to be into yeah. uh, the more experimental Beatles stuff. So, but we're we're not quite in the to the Beatles in this movie. We're we're going to come back tomorrow and still be in 1962. So don't worry. It's all good. We're we're still listening to doo-wop and oldies or whatever you grew up calling it. Well, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll be back tomorrow. I don't have a good sign off. Yeah. I'm a terrible <laughs> DJ. See, this is I was not that's my following. Forte. That's following the song by song uh, tradition. At least starting with feels like Weezer because Zach and I definitely on our first few episodes we, we we weren't doing well and we just continued to say hey we just don't do this well. <laughs> Here it is. It's, it's the end. Okay. It's important to know both your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> He's really fast, isn't he?